What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Today on CityCast Chicago, protecting South Shore residents from displacement, who y'all thought won our alphabet dating game, and we're saying goodbye to summer 2023. Breaking it all down with me is lead producer Simone Alisea. It's Tuesday, September 19th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago's talking about. Morning, Simone. How was your weekend? It was lovely, Jacoby. How was yours? Overall, it was pretty, pretty solid. Watched some movies, took some naps, chilled in the crib, watched the bears get schmick, schmick, schmacked all over Tampa. Uh, so, yeah, we don't we don't need to focus too much on that. Let's, let's just jump into the <laughs> stories for the day. Um, over the last two and a half years, you and I have talked a lot about development on the show, particularly their impact on communities across the South and West Sides. And one of the biggest Chicago developments going on right now is the Obama Presidential Center in South Shore, maybe five or six minutes away from where I live. This project has been in the works in some form for the last eight years. And just last week, a new alder introduced a measure to secure housing protections for South Shore residents. Simone, what are the details in this proposed ordinance. Right. So this comes from Fifth Ward uh, Alderperson uh, Desmond Yancey. Uh, Yancey was uh, elected, first elected back in April, right? So brand new alder. Um, And this is modeled off of very similar to um, a housing preservation ordinance that passed for Woodlawn back in 2020. It's pretty Mm -hmm. sweeping and there would be a lot of protections here. It would require... Um, you know, a certain percentage of new developments in the area uh, to be reserved for households that earn less than 30 percent of the city's median income. It would require affordable housing developments on city owned vacant lots. um, And it would also offer uh, some other protections and grants, financial assistance to homeowners and property tax relief, home improvements. The other thing about it that I think is sort of the most interesting piece is it would also include several uh, renters protections that would actually go into effect citywide. Some pretty interesting stuff. There would be, uh, you know, an office for a tenant's advocate office, right, where, you know, renters could go for for help. These are the kinds of things that are possibly uh, could possibly be available to folks if this ordinance were to pass. Very likely that it will, if it moves forward, 
language will change. Things mm-hmm. will be added, will be removed, as we often see with ordinances that move through city council. And like we saw with the Woodlawn Ordinance when exactly. it did pass, right? When the, the, the Woodlawn Ordinance was supposed to look more like this, right? Mm-hmm. With these with this sort of variety of protections. Um, and in the end, what, what Woodlawn residents kind of ended up with was a lot more um, sort of more financial assistance programs and some measure of, of affordable development set aside in vacant lots but not as many as they wanted. Um, and so this one is is a lot bigger. But that said, in South Shore, um, it could be argued that the need is even greater. That's what I was thinking. We've had this conversation a few times. And interestingly enough, especially when we're talking about development around the Obama Presidential Center, the responses we get from listeners and readers is sometimes split. You have people who want us to talk more about these Obama CBA or Community Benefits Agreement initiatives. And then you have other people who say, well, this is the type of development our neighborhoods have asked for. These are the type of projects that should come to South and West Side neighbors. And what this means as a, a tourist destination, as a site of a, you know, a former president's library is huge for South Shore. But again, we have to remind people about like what you just said, that need. In South Shore, I think 75% of the people who live in this neighborhood are renters, many of them making far less than the city's sort of median income. Uh, When you think about South Shore, since the Obama Presidential Center project was announced, you're starting to see at least a third of the homes in the neighborhood, if you look as recently as December 2022, being bought up by investors. So you see people being priced out of homes. You're seeing rent continue to rise over in South Shore. It also has the highest concentration of affordable housing voucher recipients in the entire city. And people have just asked more of the Obama Presidential Center from the the Obama Foundation to to put on paper ways that we're going to hire people from the community, put on paper ways we're going to provide resources, housing resources, uh, small business resources for people in the community. And that's been so hard to secure. And what, but so, so that's what's sort of interesting about going this route, right? So early, early on when the Obama Presidential Center was the was announced, when the location was announced, as you mentioned, neighbors really wanted this agreement with the foundation to say, you know, you're going to hire this many people from from this neighborhood. You know, these are the protections you're going to put in place when when rents inevitably go up or, or whatever. That's what a sort of a more traditional community benefits agreement is. It's the the people who are developing in agreement with the community, right? Exactly. These, however, what we got in Woodlawn and what is being proposed here in South Shore, these are ordinances. These are th- these are these are laws that are being passed in the city. Um, and in some ways, that is uh, that is a little more powerful. The South Shore ordinance has some of these provisions that would go into effect not just in South Shore but exactly. potentially citywide. And so, you know. These ordinances have potentially far more reaching consequences uh, for residents in these neighborhoods and for Chicagoans at large um, than even a more traditional community benefits agreement would have. Um, That said, that also makes it much harder to pass. Uh, That's what I was thinking as well. And it also makes me wonder, at least from a PR perspective, we've seen the Obama Foundation go through so many legal challenges to to get this construction moving forward, go through so much scrutiny from the community. But it feels like it might have been a better move to work directly with the community to to get a CBA mm-hmm. on the books, because, it, I mean, in, in some cases it, it might have led to more community involvement, but it might not have held the, them to as um, 
sort of hard and fast the plans as this ordinance potentially can. I think in a CBA too, right, it, it's it's then the developer's, um, you know, uh, responsibility to to make good on whatever that, that agreement is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, possibly you have city involvement the way we, we did an episode uh, a while back. You should go and listen to it sort of about how community benefits agreements come to be in the different types um, that you can find. But, uh, you know, in this case, it becomes the city's responsibility, right, to to, to make good on, on any of these promises. The other thing that's worth noting, too, uh, that I think that I just think we can never quite lose sight of is we have a really different city council than we had in 2020. Right? That's what I was thinking. I was like yeah. between city council and the mayor who right. have have in many ways supported more CBAs, more housing protections. This becomes a huge challenge. Or at least have said that they will support. Right. We still we still right. Mayor Johnson just elected in in April. Uh, new city council members just seated. Uh, you know, we're still seeing some of these big swings coming from these new alders like mm-hmm. Alderman Yancey, right? We'll be definitely interested to see how it goes. Uh, Jacoby, you mentioned that you that you live like five minutes away from the uh, Presidential Center development. What's it What's it look like? How's it looking? I, I mean, it's definitely coming together. I'm no architecture expert, so I'm not sure exactly what part of the building they are working on at this point. But, you know, as, we, as we've reported, Cornell, a side street has been completely closed. Lakeshore, uh, going up Stony Island has often been reduced to one or two lanes for both sides. It's really had a major impact on construction around Lakeshore Drive, around, you know, High Park, Woodline, South Shore. But it does look like the construction is moving pretty quickly, given how many years we were wondering when the, the start-stop process will begin. Um I'm really going to be paying attention over the next couple of city council meetings. How does Brandon Johnson position himself next to this? Because on one hand, right, you have, you know, former President Barack Obama and all of the resources that come with that, all of the endorsements, all of the fundraising friends, all of the things that a new mayor wants to ingratiate themselves to. And then on the other side, you got the people. Right. I, I'm I'm summing that up. But, you know, that just sort of borrowing from Brandon Johnson's rhetoric, you have the people, the people of South Shore, the, the organizations that for the last eight years have been very vocal about what they want for their community. They've gone as far as to get a measure on the ballot that asks, do South Shore residents want more housing protections? Ninety percent of those people said, yes, we need more assistance. And so now when you're being pitted on one side against so much power, so much influence. And on the other side, the clearly stated demands of community members. I wonder how that progressive agenda and voice uh, ba- sort of balances the both sides of it. Although on the flip side, it might be easier uh, for Johnson to sort of make a decision to to support this ordinance more full-throatedly because it's already under construction, right? Mm-hmm. We've already, they've already broken ground. The lawsuits have more or less uh, been, been, you know, settled on this, the, the legal challenges. Um, and it's set to open in 2025. Um, and so we're also at a different point now in the, the presidential center's journey where, it's here. It's happening. The, the closures have already happened. You're seeing the construction. And so it might be easier at that point to say, OK, well, yeah, that this is fine. Of course, the city can create uh, a, a tenant's advocate office like, yeah, OK, we'll set aside, you know, the, the again, the dollar amounts might be different. But, you know, sure, we'll set aside a percentage of vacant lots that will be uh, a, a set aside for affordable housing, because, again, at this point that 
the center is 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 often moving. It's, it's, it's moving. It's, it's not it's not going away. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you could transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. For the last couple of weeks, we have been competing with one another about who has the best alphabet dating ideas where we took the first six letters of our name and we came up with six Chicago date ideas. Um, I was able to beat Marketing coordinator Jermaine Thomas, newsletter editor Sydney Madden sort of gave uh, our lead producer Simone over here the old one, two. But that was just voted amongst the four of us. Obviously, we had to open this up to the largest city cast Chicago, hey Chicago audience. And y'all had y'all own thoughts. Simone, what did the people have to say? Yeah, we're talking about the people, right? This is this shut is up, what the people up. think. <laughs> so, so we read a poll. We read a poll in the Hey Chicago newsletter, which you can uh, subscribe to at chicago.citycast.fm. Um, definitely plug ma- in. Make sure you do that. Uh, and two thirds of readers. So, so that was uh, among the four of us. Mm-hmm. Readers got to cho- choose which of the four of us they thought was the best. Two thirds said that Sydney won overall. Uh, one third. I mean, they they read Hey Chicago. Of course, they <laughs> went with their six a.m. fearless leader. And Jacoby, one third said that you won overall. Which, as we've discussed previously, turns out you can throw money at a problem. Come, come on, man. <laughs> And just win. I will also say that we did get a text. Noah in Uptown texted us and said, to be honest, Simone won hands down in my book for what it's worth. Uh, They said, I am honestly going to plan five out of six of those dates. And in proper Simone fashion, the only one I'm not going to do is because it's too far from my house. (laughs) I knew I knew I would be vindicated by at least one listener. I knew the spooky dates would get somebody. Even people connected to some of those dates. If they knew somebody or they worked there, they reached out as well. People wanted us to come uh, pull up on them and and check them out. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, fortunately, we had two episodes on the alphabet dating. You should go back and listen. Uh, Jacoby, I think, won us all over with the uh, air baths, uh, air ancient baths uh, selection. I lost everybody on a series of of very spooky dates. Um, (laughs) Spooky, I am going quirky, 
<laughs> off the beaten path, you know, maybe not at timeout or choose Chicago's top 100 list, which, you know, again, is no, there's no shade to you. I'm just saying where you will not find these uh, great suggestions, things like the Hot Clown Show and the Underground Rat Tour. Yeah. Which, you still stand about it, huh? I, I I'm going to. The, I already bought my tickets <laughs> to the Hot Clown Horror Show. It's specifically a, a Halloween show, and I'm I'm going. It's it's also within walking distance from my apartment, so you know, double the fun. Of, of all of the things that the four of us said, what was the one that you wanted to do the most? Ooh, that's a great question. I think, well, besides Air Air Ancient Baths, because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that one was really good. Uh. I think the one that I would really want to do and the one that I didn't think get got enough love was from uh, marketing coordinator Jermaine Thomas, which was the Museum of Ice Cream uh, mm-hmm. downtown for the pictures. I feel like that was a highly underrated element of date night, which is like getting a pick and like having those picks for, for the future. And uh, I, I, we're going to talk about this a little later. I feel like I don't have enough ice cream or frozen treats in my life <laughs> in general. Uh, so I like that one a lot. I'm thinking drunk Shakespeare from Sydney. The idea of watching one person under protection, sort of under the guidelines of everyone looking out for them, watching one person get more progressively inebriated as the other cast is trying to get through the play is just a wild concept to me. And I kind of need to see it played out on stage. And I would like to see high Shakespeare. I want to see one person get progressively higher smoking joints as they perform Othello or something. I just I just want to see where that goes by the end of it. You can do that with Midsummer Night's Dream, I feel like. I feel like that'd be a good one. <laughs> that'd be that'd a good be, one. That'd be good for it. We also had listeners uh, and readers suggest their own uh, date ideas. Andrea G said, uh, exploring one of our great neighborhoods, then dinner in that neighborhood, which I think is a classic. Uh, Irma A says, my perfect morning date in Chicago, Jacob, you're going to like this one, starts with a local farmer's market. Then biking, rollerblading by the lake and ends with a lunch picnic along the lakeshore. So this is a a morning to midday. I love that both of these are um, sort of plug and pull. Is that what I'm thinking? Where you could just take this idea and just plug in any neighborhood. Your favorite neighborhood, your favorite spot. Exactly. Your favorite lake spot, um, your favorite farmer's market, your favorite part of lakeshore. Keep them coming. Keep telling us your favorite places to take your friends, your partners, your first dates. Let us know at 773-780-0246. And maybe the next time we run the Alphabet Dating Game, you might hear some of your suggestions as well. Before we get up out of here, Simone, we have to, you know, we got to give a shout out to someone who's been riding with us for the last few months. uh, And that's summer. (laughs) Uh, Either by your definition, the return of school, end of Labor Day, or my definition, the calendar date of September 22nd. By the end of this week, summer, as we know it, will be gone and we will officially be uh, in the fall. And so in addition to saying goodbye to things like, uh, you know, expanded time on the lake or uh, extra time at night getting your your sunset on post 7.30, those things are are slowly but surely gone. We got to say some of the things we didn't get to do this summer that now we have to write off until, you know, we get a good day in the fall or we just push it off until summer 2024. Uh, Simone, what are the things you're going to miss this summer or you didn't get to do this summer? 
God, there's so many things. I was so busy this summer. That's what was shocking to me. And there's still yes. so many things I didn't get to do. Uh, def- I didn't get to go kayaking, um, which was on my list of things. I know you got to go uh, earlier this year. Um, really wanted to kayak the river. I uh, definitely didn't swim as much as I wanted. And I did not have as many frozen treats as I would have liked. <laughs> um I, uh, not nearly enough. Not, I, I like, there's so much variety in the frozen treats in the city. I don't know if, I don't know if Chicagoans <laughs> truly appreciate actually how, how the, you've got custard, you've got soft serve, you've got mm-hmm. Italian ice, you've got, uh, you've got, uh, ice cream rolls, you've got paletas, you've got like, there's so much variety. No, we get everything. We started off the summer with Maya McDonald over from Block Club Chicago, who her expansive frozen treats list. Yes. And we were, we were really, um, uh, Really hopeful that we would get out to a bunch of places on that list. I did not. It did not happen. I did not. I didn't it do did it. It did not happen. I didn't go into a pool. I did the the river kayaking, but that might have been in May at this point. It's been so long. I don't know if that it was even technically summer. Um, what else didn't I do this summer that I really wanted to do? I didn't hit nearly enough rooftops. We did a whole mm. rooftop patio. Yes, we did. And I, I didn't hit I, enough patios either, actually, to be honest. Maybe one. Or two the whole summer for so all that talk I was giving about booking and you gotta be ahead of time, you wanna dress up, didn't even happen. I might have hit London House once or twice. And that was it. That was it. I was outside though. I, I will say that. This summer I got outside. I did a I enjoyed a lot of different uh different things this summer. I just didn't get into no water or didn't get on no roofs. It's wild how much happens in the city every single day i mean you and i are tasked with like looking at what's happening in the city and like trying to you know help curate it for the podcast and the newsletter it is overwhelming and i i i it's impossible it's impossible Mm -hmm. to enjoy everything the city has to offer i guess that's why we that's why summer comes back around i guess right we get to do it again but this summer the thing i'm proud of I use my camera a little bit more than i had in the previous seasons and those festival pictures i took Oh my God. Silver Room Block Party Pit. Oh, oh my God. I absolutely, I killed it. My pictures look amazing this summer. You got to drop the pics. Where do we see them? Where, where, where? You might be able to find them on my Instagram. I don't know. I, that's, I still got to get better at that. I do not post the content I take, I just keep it to myself, which. Well, it's another good reason, actually. About. It's another good reason to subscribe to Hey Chicago because very occasionally. We've got some Jacoby Cochran originals uh, hanging out. At, and so, again, chicago.citycast.fm. That was subtle, right? That was a good one. That was a good one. I thought that was a fantastic <laughs> transition. Let us know how you like this episode. Tell us about some date ideas. Please reach out to us at 773-780-0246 and follow Hey Chicago now. You can subscribe at chicago.citycast.fm. Another huge thank you to the one and only lead producer of CityCast, Simone Alisea. Thank you as always. Hey, thanks, Jacoby. Before I let you go, some good news. World Music Festival Chicago begins this Friday and runs 10 days through October. You can catch performances from over 30 different acts representing countries around the world at venues across the city, like Avondale Music Hall, Hyde Park's Promontory, and the Old Town School of Folk Music, to name a few. For the full schedule, check the show notes. As always, we appreciate you for listening. I'm back bright and early tomorrow morning. I'll talk to you then. Peace.